Hello, everybody. Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today, we're going to talk about some sports. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at VFTSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts. And send in questions or comments to us at VFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment we do every other week. We would like to apologize in advance for the late delays on the post because around here, people have been graduating. All right, so guys, The Bachelorette premiered last week. What do you all think about Hannah and all the contestants? Well, Hannah B., I think, had to be the most liked girl from The Bachelor last season. And everyone was shocked and heartbroken when Colton unexpectedly ended their relationship. Uh, But now she's ready to find her true love. Uh, She gave Luke the first impression rose. I, I think I like him. But one guy I already can't stand is Scott, because how can you already have a girlfriend hey, Chad, and go guess on what? The Bachelor? What? Hey, Chad. We don't care about Luke or Scott. We care about the NBA lottery, and the Pelicans got the number one pick. So what do you all think they're going to do with that? What do we think that's going to happen with the first pick, guys? Well, I hope they stay at the uh, the number one spot and draft Zion as any smart NBA franchise should. Uh, David Griffin knows all about number one picks, and uh, hopefully he doesn't take Anthony Bennett this time. That's that's what I was about to say. If uh, David Griffin pulls another Anthony Bennett with this number one pick, uh, he needs to be fired immediately after the draft that night. If he takes anybody other than Zion, I think he needs to be fired. Yeah, I don't think you can possibly mess this up. Zion is the clear-cut number one pick. I, the only question I have is Anthony Davis's future, because if they can keep Anthony Davis and have Zion, I like that duo a lot. Well, even Anthony Davis has stated that even with the number one pick coming to New Orleans, he still would like to be traded. But if this man has any sort of intellect and in that eyebrow of his, uh, he would like to stay. Where he's <laughs> yeah. So, I, would, I honestly don't see this trade happening. I, if anything, if David Griffin knows what's good for the team, he will keep Anthony Davis there with Zion. Well, they're probably the two biggest prospects to come out of the NBA draft in like the past decade. So, considering that they're on the same team is something really special, and they don't need to mess that up at all. Nope, not at all. I love the Pelicans getting rewarded for good karma. They had AD quit on them halfway through the season, try to tr- get traded to the Lakers, <laughs> and then the Pelicans get rewarded with the number one pick. Yeah, it's time they get some good fortune <laughs> after that I, embarrassment. I do, uh, I do have a question for you all. Do you think New York should have got the first pick? Like, yes. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid and unfair. The lottery... <sighs> The lottery rules are just a complete mess. They're too restrictive on teams that that are just flat out bad. The Knicks don't even have to tank. And yet they have only a 14% chance to win the number one pick, which also happens to be the same chance as two teams that had two more wins than they did. I don't, I don't know why they're making it so complicated just to prevent tanking. The Knicks deserve the number one pick. Uh, I don't know why we have to screw with the order and give a team that's that's like that finished seventh the number one pick just because they had like a six percent chance to get the first pick. No, it should be a set order based on record. So there you go. Absolutely. 
Completely, 100% agree. Do you all think this kind of get uh, gets rid of the tanking strategy? It does to a degree, but I feel like teams are still going to tank for that one shot at the first pick because New Orleans didn't even tank, and they still got the first pick. So there's really not even a set order here. The only reason to tank is just to increase your chances, but it's not much by any means. At all. It it does give you some insurance, though, if all the teams fall out of the top four, um, the Knicks would still end up with the fifth pick rather than the seventh pick. So there's still some incentive to tank, at least for the worst three teams, given the insurance of a higher draft pick. Yeah, but in this draft, there's only three good players that are at the top better than everyone else. I, I don't I don't like it. I just don't. And those top three players are going to the top three spots. So, And LeBron and the Lakers uh, getting lucky with the fourth pick. However, do we still think that good old LeBron James is a top five player in the NBA today? This season, maybe. But this upcoming season, I don't think he will be. This Going into this upcoming season, he's going to be 35 years old. And this this was his down season. 34 years of age was his down season. And even with that down season, he was still averaged 27, 7, and 8. So I, I, don't, I see his numbers going down from here, certainly. And I don't see him being that top five player. But I still see him being in the conversation of being a top player in the league. I, th- I think he's probably got one more good year left being next year. And then after that, I think he's really going to start the age is really going to start catching up to him, even with that freak body of his. Yeah, you can't you can't keep jumping from the elbow of the free throw line, throwing down tomahawk dunks at 36 years old. You just can't. You can't keep carrying teams on your back at 36 years old. You can't you can't keep doing the things you've done since you were 18 years old back in 2003. You just can't. Well, let, let's list them here, though. Who do we think is better than LeBron today? We got KD. Giannis. Right, Giannis. I'd put Giannis ahead of him now. I'd put Kawhi uh, in there, too. Kawhi. Yeah, I, Kawhi. I would, too. We got Steph. Harden. Steph Curry. I'd put Steph Curry. Absolutely. Harden. Well, definitely Harden. Harden. Steph is probably that last guy that probably knocks him out. Yeah, I think those are the five guys right there that are... Like Anthony Davis? No? Yeah, I'd take Anthony Davis, too. Yeah, you're right about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, since it seems like the LeBron era is going to come to an end here in the next couple of years. Who do you all think is like the new best player in the NBA? Giannis. Giannis or Kevin Durant? Yep. I think it'll be Kevin Durant immediately, but like for the future, it's probably going to be Giannis, definitely. If If Giannis somehow pulls off a championship this year, I'm giving it to Giannis. Absolutely. I will love him forever if he he beats the Warriors in what could be their last year at, together as a dynasty. Um, if Milwaukee, you can quote me on this podcast right now, guys. If Milwaukee wins the Natty of the NBA, uh, I'll paint my face green and black for Milwaukee. Are you going to walk down the streets with it, yeah, or like I, what's, I, what's what? the caveat here? Walk down downtown Georgetown to Galvin's with green and black paint on my face, and Milwaukee wins the national championship for the NBA. You can quote okay. me on that. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. You heard it here first. Yep. And speaking of NBA championships, we're going to move on to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, 
guys, immediately, what are your opening thoughts? Because mine just says choking. <laughs> Don't, I wouldn't call it choking. I would call it expected. I think the Warriors are expected to be in the finals again, considering how insanely good their team is. If they did anything less than that, I would be surprised. Well, no, the well, only reason I say choking is because they've held a lead in Game 2 and Game 3 and blew both leads. That's the only reason I say that. I, I call it choking because uh, Dame and McCollum were not didn't show up really. They just really struggled, especially on the road. And you have this dynamic duo of a really stellar backcourt, and they combine for eighty minutes. They both play the entire game and only get by with thirty thirty ish points. That's not going to beat the Warriors. But of course, against the Thunder, they had no problem putting it. Through the orange hoop there, especially from half court. Still salty, but yeah. And of course, against the Warriors, now they start being trash. Not yeah. to mention when Myers Leonard is your best player in games three and four. That's that's not a good thing at all. Well, I, I don't think we should disrespect the GOAT's name of Myers Leonard like that, but I, I do agree that um CJ and Dame have severely underplayed the series, especially game one and especially defensively in the clutch moments of game two and game three to lead their team to a victory. Uh, it certainly shows for that. I still want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, that's partially uh, been due to the Warriors' defense. Um, Clay and Igudala have really stepped up along with Draymond and kind of shut down uh, Lillard and McCollum this series. Can we... Why is it... I'm sorry. Why is it that the Warriors play better without Durant? Does it, or is it just the Portland's that bad? Is which one is it? I, I feel like every game Durant's been out, like during the season, it's they've just been better. I don't know what it is. Jarebko looks like an all-star. Like, come on. I think it might be in part of the fact that Kevin Durant's more of an isolation player, and when they don't have him on the court, um, they're really interconnected with good ball movement, good floor spacing. Um, they have good screen action. So I think it's kind of a more of a fluid type of uh, system without KD. You're exactly yeah, able right. to spread, they're able to spread the ball a lot more and really share the ball and play as a team rather than just one or two guys taking over. They can even out the workload. Yep, you're exactly right. Do you all think that even with the way that Damian and CJ had underperformed, do you think they're – performing to what they were expected to be in this Western Conference Finals, or no? No. Um, compared to what they did in the first and second round, I I expected them to do much more than what they're, they've been doing. Yeah, I'm glad the, that's unanimously agreed. The seeding was also pretty messed up. The Warriors and Rockets probably should have been the Western Conference Finals, but we had a snoozer of Denver and Portland as a semifinal series. That we knew whoever was winning that series uh, was going to lose <laughs> to the Warriors. Snoozer. 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 I, I meant in the fact that whoever wins doesn't really have a chance of being the Warriors. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. I like okay. watching the series. Okay. I just meant like, oh, well, whoever wins this gets to lose to the Warriors next round. I was about That's to say, I, mean. I don't know who wanted to snooze during a four-overtime basketball game. Yeah, with, with MVP Jokic. Okay, oh, here, we <laughs> here we go. Here we go Okay, well, moving on from Nikolai Jokic and his presumable MVP awards that are coming in the next five years, we're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, 
this to me has been the surprise because Kawhi Leonard has been absolutely underappreciated all the way up until these playoffs. And it's a crime. It's nothing short of a crime. Just alone in game three, this man had 41 possessions guarding Giannis, had him shooting 0 of 12, four turnovers, and his shooting percentage was below 25 when he did make a shot. So it's very criminally... Honestly, I have no words to even describe this. It's just very awful. Well, yeah, he's he shut him down, and I think uh, he was even guarding him at the free throw line because Giannis even airballed a free throw. Yeah, I think he was in his head a little bit. But I, I also I do have to ask: Did you see Milwaukee dominating the series the way it's came out to be, except Game Three? No, I, I figured it'd be a pretty tight series. I kind of I, I like the Raptors. I, I like. Uh, the forwards, I like Kawhi and Pascal Siakam. I think they they work really well together, and I think they have a good shot at winning. But, I mean, I can't deny that, you know, Giannis will probably be MVP this year, and he's always been playing good this entire series, you know, minus game three when Kawhi shut him down. I think, I think next game he'll come out and he'll do something good. Yeah, I, I can't say that I see uh, Giannis going another 45 minutes in a game and only scoring 12 points. Uh, that I I haven't seen that at all this season whatsoever, and I certainly don't see it happen again in the playoffs. I'll tell you what I do see happening though. Kyle Lowry is uh, regaining his stellar All Star form, dropping thirty points in Game One. But I I want to also stress out that in Game Three, this man had only <laughs> only 11 points in 32 minutes. That's the Kyle Lowry we've seen the entire playoffs the last three years. I guess we can he give him credit did, for two or three games he has every series. That's good, but... He did lead the team in plus-minus, though. <laughs> Enough saying, of the plus-minus stats. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you have a floor general that's distributing the ball and not necessarily looking to attack and score every possession... He scored 30 points in game one, and they still lost. What? I don't know what you want. <laughs> it's still efficiency, though. Like He did have an abnormal amount of turnovers, but when you're shooting 10 for 15 and drilling it from behind the arc, uh, keep feeding the hot hand if that hot hand is yourself. Well, that hot hand only lasts once every blue moon because those next two games he gets a combined 30 points playing over 80 minutes. That doesn't make... Any lick of sense. What wasn't it his first career thirty point game in the playoffs? It sure was. And you it, know it, how old it, he is? Thirty three years old. It it'll happen to everyone occasionally. I just give him his time. It won't it won't happen again. He's well, not good. I guess I guess the concluding argument about these conference finals is pretty much who do you see coming out on top? Warriors. Okay, let's not say the obvious one here. I guess it was more so for the Eastern Conference Finals. My bad. The Warriors actually just won. Yeah, <laughs> like five seconds ago. They, what? Yeah, they, the Warriors just won as we're recording this. Oh, you hear it here, folks. Golden State Warriors advance to the NBA Finals for the fifth, the fifth year. Yep, that's. And they did it without Kevin Durant, nonetheless. Yeah, and uh, going back to the Bucks and Raptors series, uh, it's really important that the Raptors won that uh, double overtime game at home 
because you can't let Giannis go up 3-0. It's, it's very important they win that game to still be in the series. But I do have a buck stat. I love my buck stats for you guys. They have the third highest point differential in the postseason history with plus 168 through 11 games so far. And one of those games, they lost by 22. That's, that's, that's impressive. Pure annihilation. I, I'd like to give all credit to Coach Bud on that one uh, for organizing that type of offense all the way through the playoffs. That's absolutely absurd. Uh, you can see why Greg Popovich had him as an assistant for those couple years they won titles in San Antonio. Certainly uh, is something that uh, I certainly could not see Milwaukee ever doing in my lifespan. Hey, no, I got a question for you. What is it there, champ? Uh, which white MVP do you like better, Myers Leonard or Brooke Lopez? Ooh, I'm going to have to go Brooke Lopez because he hit the... He has hit the absolute biggest robbery on a contract in many years than I can recount. The fact that Milwaukee got him for $3.3 million for him to do what he's been doing in the playoffs is nothing short of a ripoff. Because outside of last year and his rookie year, he's averaged more than 17 points a game. And they got that to come to Milwaukee when he was even considering Chicago to go to for a free agent. And I... Uh, Honestly, that's just, once again, back on Coach Bud, for being able to convince him to take such a pay cut and have that type of offensive contribution and lead the team in the way he does, uh, veteran-wise and uh, production-wise, excuse me, um, I honestly see Brooke Lopez being being that part of my MVP. I also think he was better throughout, throughout the playoffs more consistently. Absolutely. There is no doubt about it. He is the better Lopez brother. <laughs> is Robin even <laughs> on a team, or is he making a Godzilla movie? Uh, no, he's beating up a mascot right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and considering we're talking about the conference finals, I guess I will ask the golden question of who do you think your final predictions will be? <laughs> this man, Devin, is... What up? What happened there, Devin? Devin, uh, Devin, I think you're supposed to say Warriors, then do a mic drop. Uh, I was, I was a little bit, I got ahead of myself there. Nice. <laughs> well, anyways, I got, I got Warriors in six against Milwaukee. I got Warriors in one because they're just too freaking good. <laughs> nah, but Warriors in like probably, yeah, probably five or six. Warriors in six. Yep, I was going to go Warriors in 6-2. I give the Bucks two at home. Uh, Josh has to do Seat Geek. Hey, Josh, mention the Paul McCartney tour. I can't say that Paul McCartney should be the artist we bring up, because I doubt our viewers even know who Paul McCartney is. Okay, if you're living and you don't know who Paul McCartney is, you should just die. We're we're not like everybody else. Uh, People younger than us don't even know who the Beatles are. Uh, I'm kind of with Josh, actually. Okay, we'll do Paul McCartney then. All right. Yeah, Noah comes around on our stuff. I like it. <laughs> Ooh, Kevin Gates is in Lexington May 25th. That's the Ooh. one we should do because Kevin Gates is touring. Let's do that. Josh, one. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see your face. Josh, this one's bigger than Paul McCartney. I disagree on that, but Kevin Gates. <laughs> he's not better than Paul McCartney, but he's more popular and relevant than he is now. 
in today's day and age. Am I uh, wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. We all got two phones for a reason, bro. Who are the Beatles? I don't know. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. I don't have a yellow submarine, bro. I got two phones, though. <laughs> I like it. All I've I got like to say is that Noah needs some help, if you know what I mean. I don't need help. <laughs> you do. You need help. He listens to good music, bro. I don't know what you want from him. Thank you. You like Kevin Gates better than Paul McCartney? Oh, for I sure. That. I just yes. said that Kevin Gates is more popular than Paul McCartney right now. Do you like Kevin Gates better than Paul McCartney? No. Well, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I do. Hey, that's that's do you? I do. Do you? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I do. Chad? Even though he's just a perfect imperfection. Nice. Uh, he doesn't need help. Paul McCartney's way better. Hey, okay. Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey. On Spotify, Kevin Gates has two songs with over 200 million listens. Can't say the same for Paul McCartney. You all have no culture and have awful taste in music. You got to think about the time that the Beatles were, like, relevant, though. Okay, you can say the yeah, same about music Gates. bad. But overall, throughout both careers, the Beatles are far superior than Kevin Gates. If we're talking about careers, then yes, but we're not. We're talking about popularity and who's better right now, and it's Kevin Gates. Yeah, well, who's better right now? Paul McCartney, because he's just a better musician, and Kevin Gates sucks. Better musicians are not what gets you famous. Little Nas X has like the worst song ever, but he's popular, <laughs> and he's making more money than Kevin Gates and, and Paul McCartney combined right now. <laughs> you all have awful taste in music. Paul McCartney's great. Can you hear me all the way back there in the '60s? <laughs> you are just yeah. Y'all are dumb. Y'all are big dumb. <laughs> and moving on to mailbag. Chad, take it over. All right. Uh, mailbag, where you, the listeners, can send in your questions, and we will answer live on the podcast. First one coming in. How do you guys think the Pelicans will go about using the number one pick? Zion. Uh, like I said earlier, yeah, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, if they don't go anywhere other than Zion and David Griffin pulls another Anthony Bennett, uh, he gets fired that night after the draft via phone call. <laughs> via, via, via a marching band coming into his office saying that he sucks because that'd be the biggest mistake of his career. <laughs> You're not wrong. Absolutely. And there's been some speculation that the Knicks might trade their third pick to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. That way the Pelicans will have the number one and the number three pick, uh, perhaps drafting Zion and R.J. Barrett, keeping them together as they were at Duke. Would you like to see that for the Pelicans? Duke didn't win the championship. Anthony Davis is better. You only have a year of Anthony Davis. I honestly wouldn't mind if the Pelicans went ahead and dealt Anthony Davis this summer. Uh, when you have a package of the third pick, which will turn into R.J. Barrett and potentially Kevin Knox, um, you get two young superstars to put around Zion and Drew Holiday. Uh, it could be a nice young core that you could keep together for a few years and potentially make a run. Yeah, the Pelicans aren't doing anything next year, so they might as well get what they can out of Anthony Davis before he leaves. I agree. All right, next question. And this is partially our fault because we recorded so late, but how many games do you think each of the conference finals go? Uh, four. Golden State passed no longer than four. <laughs> I, got, I got the Golden State with the brooms out. 
Yep. Game Are you seven. saying that before the series started? Oh, no, not at all. I probably would have after gone the, five After or the six. series ended, five. I think the Blazers are going to take him to a game seven. <laughs> <laughs> but no if, no, if I'm answering this before the series started, I'd give the Warriors in five, but yeah. Yep. As would I. And uh, as far as Milwaukee goes, uh, I see Milwaukee winning in five or six. I got it in six. I got it in seven. I was, I'm with Josh. I was going to go seven. Hey, I like Kawhi. Yeah. I, think, I think Kawhi would have uh, made that uh, seven-game series. Uh, Pascal uh, was two free throws away from costing them a 3-0 deficit in the series lead. Pascal uh, is a great player and has a, had a great playoff run. And I agree. He has had a great playoff run, but also in game two, he played almost 30 minutes and only got six, 10 points. Uh, He can't be that. He can't be that alpha leader that they need whenever Kawhi, who is potentially hurt right now, um, needs. And I I just don't see it happening for seven. And that's all behind uh, mediocre play from their point guard. That's I don't I I don't I don't know about all that. Yeah, Maybe you're talking about Eric Bledsoe? Or are you talking about that point guard? Uh, he's not being good He's been uh, detrimental to the Bucks cause, but it's not about Eric Bledsoe. It's it's all about Kyle Lowry and him not performing. But moving on, uh moving to some football. <laughs> I didn't give you a chance to respond. <laughs> uh moving on to football. Should the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin if they miss the AFC Championship game next year? No. I don't think so either. Nope, me neither. Uh, the Steelers, he's had a good good run when he took over from Bill Cowher, uh, but I don't think the production has been there as far as the win column is concerned. Uh they missed the playoffs last year for the first time in <laughs> who knows how long. Uh, but again, when you're in the same conference as Tom Brady and the Patriots, it's kind of hard to win the AFC. But anyway. I mean, and, as far as coaching-wise goes, like throughout his whole career, he has a winning record. So I can't really I can't really fault him for anything. You know, he's his overall record is 125 and 66. So Me either. I think it's more of just... Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown being being uh, toxic in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think I think that's what it all comes down to. And he, but he's now got. Some... Both, but now they're both gone. So. And he's got something special with Juju. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if they struggled a little bit this season either. Uh, their defense is really um, kind of in a poor spot. They definitely need some safety and linebacker help. Um, which they tried to get through the draft with Devin Bush, but I wouldn't be surprised if they take a step back and possibly miss the playoffs even. So guys, are you looking to buy tickets for a concert or a sporting event? Oh yeah, I actually looked at buying tickets to the UK Softball Regional this past weekend. Well, Devin, let me tell you the way to do it, and that way is SeatGeek. You need to download the app right now, look up that ticket, and you need to use our code FTSPOD to get $20 off your first purchase. And also on that app, you can look up a picture of your seat and get a rating of 1 to 10 being good or bad. 
So again, be sure to download it and use our code FTSPOD. All right, and that concludes another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. If you would like to follow us on social media, we are at the FTS pod. And if you would like to send an email with any questions or comments, please email us at the FTS pod at gmail.com. Bye, have a great time. Bye, have a great time.